Swinging in the backyard, pull up in your fast car, whistling my name. Open up a beer and you say, get over here and play a video game. Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, one Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Noah Tarno. How are you, Noah? So, hey, we're back on opposite coasts. I'm back in San Francisco after uh, a summer of uh, us doing episodes live together in person. You're so far away, yet so close to me. And yet, get off my lawn, regardless of and where yet, it get is. Get off my lawn. Have I ever told you the story about the, the one time someone actually said to me, get off my lawn? <laughs> no, I have, I have not okay. heard that story. I was probably uh, 11 or 12. It was one of the last years uh, that I went trick-or-treating. Uh, so I'm like 11 or 12. I'm, I'm trick-or-treating in uh, South Orange, New Jersey, the Milan of Essex County, New Jersey. So my friends and I get to this house. And remember, the lights are on, you know, and we knock on the door. And I think in my memory, we see this old couple like through the window sitting in the living room. And they see us and they the guy like flips out and he starts yelling like they're clearly surprised. How are you surprised it's Halloween? You know, you live in a suburb. In suburban full of New Jersey. Kids. Right, and we're probably not the first people, like, we're the first people to knock on your door, like, at 9 o'clock, and we we knock on the door, and he goes, no, go away, get out, get off the lawn, get off the lawn, and then, like, as we start walking away, he suddenly has this, like, twinge of, like, like, regret and sadness, and he just goes, sorry, as we're walking away, we saw that they had left in the corner of the lawn a lawnmower. We resolved to come back the next night and mow the word sorry into the lawn. Uh, we didn't do it. But, uh, yeah, so someone actually said get off my lawn to me. Today. That was the last time you ever trick-or-treated at Robert Loge's house. All right, so what are we talking about today, Mr. Mr. Scurry? For some fucking reason, we're going to discuss YouTube <laughs> the, playthroughs. The fu- wait, the fucking reason is you suggesting it. I just want everyone the to know. The cocksucking reason is that I brought up oh. YouTube playthroughs. Uh, yeah, so... YouTube really, video game playthroughs. Video game playthroughs. Video game playthroughs. Right. Look, we really, we sweat to entertain our, our following, yes. our loyal following our of, of 13 people. Loyal. And, and it's like the topics can only get more obscure. They can only get more Byzantine yeah. from here. You know, well, I thought that we were going somewhere with slimes and cup stacking. Uh, yet, here we are faced with YouTube playthroughs, which is very simple. I mean, I... I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this is going to understand. It's literally a YouTube video game playthrough. Yeah. It's a phenomenon where gamers capture their gaming sessions for either, you know, a live stream or, you know, like an episodic upload to YouTube. And it's, it's often... Right. You're watching someone else play from the point of view of the person playing that game. Right, right. To say, and right? I would say right. there, there's two, two big distinctions from what I saw. Either... Um, there is the what you would expect the picture in picture which is a little bit of like that bob costas action of somebody giving a running commentary right. about what they're doing with a headset uh and usually there's like a little you know gopro pointed at their face and so that's inset so you can watch them play that game and you're getting a bit of character and personality from the person narrating the the business that they're doing the other one is that they're just copying something recording right. it and putting it up in a lump on uh, YouTube yeah. without any narration. No commentary. Right. Yeah. You're just watching gameplay 
you might as well be playing the game except you have no control you might as well be playing the game and exactly this is it that's what it is this is the slime of youtube this is the oh no this is the cup stack of of youtube this is the thing that people do and i this is firmly something for people who are younger although it's not 13 year olds this thing like exists you know, well into their 20s. I've only ever seen this as a male phenomenon. I'm not saying that women don't do it. It looked like 90% of my research was turning up men recording their games yeah. and, and, and sharing their experiences. Yeah. What the hell does this mean to you? What is the shape of this goddamn thing? I really don't get this, but I'm several layers of like not getting it here. I don't say I don't get video games. It depends on what you mean by get. I've gone through periods where I've enjoyed video games. I had a Game Boy, you know, I play pac-man in the 80s and stuff like that but i'm not a gamer and modern games kind of escape me uh i I like very linear straightforward games so the whole game culture is just something that my brain doesn't really cotton to i looked at some stuff of black ops 2 and overwatch and these modern this is often it's often first person shooters right i think that's important pretty much yeah yeah often And, and the thing about me in video games is even when it's a game about something that like i'm interested in like i'm not with it like i remember six seven years ago when um the first batman arkham game came out arkham yeah. it was called batman arkham asylum right and like you make a game where you are batman and you gotta go into arkham asylum that would be like my dream game on paper and i tried playing the game and i couldn't make heads or tails of it so there's very much something about video games that escapes me so now we go to another level of video games i feel like to get playthroughs to get any joy or utility out of them you have to already be obsessed with the games themselves like this is like in in like swahili from my point of view or or marathi so many levels away from my understanding so then what happens is i gotta approach this almost an anthropologist and try to figure out well what possible psychological reason would this fulfill and like what could it be comparable to in my own experience so sometimes i like watching videos online or, or more to the point, listening while I'm doing work of um, people uh, sort of listening to classic albums and two friends like commenting on them while they do that. I might enjoy that, right? There, there's a podcast I listen to that does that. There are certain video podcasts where people, where they watch old pro wrestling cards from the 80s and they comment it, running commentaries, they do that. So I thought, oh, maybe it's like that. They're talking about their game. They're giving some background and how the game was made and the characters, the development of all that. But so then I, I watched, I actually watched one of the Arkham games with commentary and he's not doing that clearly it's one guy playing the game clearly for the first time and just talking about his experience playing the game so it's useless if you're not watching along and he has no inside information he actually sounds uniquely uninformed oh uh, i wonder if this is the same graphic designer as the last game who knows yeah you know nothing about the game you know nothing about batman so what possible insight are you giving me here or or it'd be like a like a like a movie commentary you tend to be shadowing people as they play the game. I guess that's fun if they're funny and clever and their commentary is amusing and maybe more to the point, they're friends of yours. But I mm-hmm. don't get it when they're strangers or when they're not interesting. And I watched a few commentaries and I know I didn't like the game, so who knows, but they just they were just like yelling and they, there was no insight. 
I don't get it. So what do you think of the ones with commentary, Bill? Well, I would say that um, if we're complaining about people who use today's easy modern streaming environment to broadcast about subjects on which they have no privileged information or anything <laughs> new to say, that sort of hurts my feelings when you say things like that. Oh, but, yes, I know. Yeah. But besides those that... Who, those who live in glass houses, I know. All right, besides that, I um, have used game playthroughs for actually exactly the game you're talking about. Arkham Asylum was a son of a bitch to play. And yeah. and I, there are just parts of it that I couldn't get through. I couldn't figure out, how, how the fuck do you do this? And so I'd watch the, um, you know, the sort of proper way to do it. And it, it cut a few Gordian knots. I think it's been pretty obvious over the course of the show. I do play games. I'm not like a crazy furious gamer i have a playstation uh four at the moment and i don't play uh like arena type fighting i don't like respawning i don't like fragging people i don't like just running back and forth with a, a first person shooter where you're just killing people all day in a, in a battle arena that doesn't do anything for me i need a narrative so i play campaign games so a lot of the things i'm watching whether it's overwatch people are watching the game being played in front of them without any commentary i mean I watched right. a few with commentary. Well, now now we're getting to the no commentary one, and that I feel like that has a different thing. But go ahead. Well, the commentary one was kind of interesting because I also bumped into the fact that these I I don't think they were American. In a lot of cases, they were speaking English just to the left of English. It was heavily accented or strangely <laughs> accented English, and I realized oh, some of these guys are Filipino, some of these guys are Scandinavian. There's no geographic line on on YouTube. All the stuff is just there in the same pot, and so everybody's contributing these games. You know, and you could make the case that everybody speaks Valley Girl now. Everyone speaks California, whether you are in Manila or you're in Oslo. Yeah. Yep. And it's strange. You hear just the accent. The, the, every now and then you see a little, you hear a little bit of Tagalog coming out in the guy's pronunciation or a little bit of, of, of Norwegian. But the personality thing, you know, it's not that interesting. It's just yo-yos playing video games. That's, that's, that is not even that interesting. It has to do more with the idea of what if you what are you just watching yeah. a blank gameplay that is maybe somebody really good at the game or maybe just somebody who's playing the fucking game and has no like you said privileged information or real yeah. solid canniness at it that got boring after about three minutes and i was wondering what what am i waiting for and the answer was nothing and so it was like click what's the next one perhaps i've come to the bottom of this very shallow well that's maybe all this <laughs> is is the two or three things and i figured well maybe i've i've seen enough and i understand what point this serves in my life there's not a lot of analysis there it's just, I mean, are we throwing our hands up and saying, I don't get it, we're done. What's going on, guys? T-Mart here, and uh, today we're going to be playing some Overwatch. So uh, this is a brand new game, just came out today on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. We're going to be playing it here on PC. And uh, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I had no intentions of playing this game, all right? Why is it popular is an excellent question, and I think it tracks back to the larger phenomenon of... YouTube being TV. There's no such thing as cable TV anymore. That's for old people like us, grandparent age. They watch YouTube. YouTube has everything that they need. So you have episodes of Rick and Morty and Adventure Time playing on YouTube, and you don't need to interact with cable TV for it. And right alongside them is ASMR videos, slime recipes, and video game playthroughs. So I think it's popular because it's there. It's like the Seinfeld thing. The show's about nothing. Why do people watch it? Because it's on TV. <laughs> and um, there's still, I was reading a Bill Bryson book recently, and he talks about the development of television. And I, I've actually heard this quote before. Someone predicted that TV would fail in the United States because the average American doesn't have the time to watch TV. But they're overlooking that Americans would make time to watch TV. So you're right. I think YouTube, Netflix, online streaming options have replaced TV 
and now, if it's even possible, have, have required more of our attention. So what I find, getting at this, what I find puzzling about the, the playthroughs, and to an extent, more so the, the no commentary ones, they require your attention. You can't, it, it, they're useless if they're, just, if they're just on in the background. So why are you watching? You found this article from Games Radar, which helped me understand it a little better. And it brought up a point that hadn't occurred to me. Because my first reaction is, well, why watch this? Why don't you just play the fucking game? You know, the game might be too hard to play. And then also that people might not be able to afford it. You know, these games cost what? $70, $80? I mean, I don't know. Something like that. Games. So this is like, you're vicariously enjoying the game. Now, this Games Radar article was interesting, but it was also pretty insane because it's it said these playthroughs are like movies and it's like waiting for the next episode of game of thrones but but you get them fast and you get to catch up on the plot and you know i don't deny that complex video games have plots but come on um and they also bring up a point which i thought was funny they said that the game might be too scary to play i guess yeah it's a way to enjoy the game i just don't understand how it can take your full attention the way a plot-driven TV show can. If it's a type of game that lacks a narrative propulsive device, if it's just a shooting scenario in an arena, there's nothing other than shoot, repeat, shoot, repeat, shoot, repeat. Video games for me, it's it's they're not exciting unless I'm I'm playing them myself. Watching them, qua watching them just to see them has no appeal to me trying to figure out what it is what the appeal is of something non-narrative it boggles my mind a little bit trying to trying to understand what is the appeal to this i understand that it winds up being huge and the metrics on youtube are obvious because if you look at the viewer yeah. counts of some of these things they're staggering oh they're astounding God. insane yeah and, and it's not they're not short you're talking about sometimes 30 to 40 minute long uh, play yeah. sessions you know and that is like yeah. chapter one of 17 of the entire game and it's like that has as many views as the mash series finale did you know? <laughs> same thing yeah we don't get this more than most things i don't know i guess kids are like playing with slime while they watch these things huh what are they doing you mentioning the youtube thing and that people make time for more internet and people don't do things together they don't bowl anymore or whatever this is also yeah. why everybody reads at 11 year olds reading level <laughs> now i've only played like uh, i think about like 25 30 games of league of legends but i still suck at it so let's go ahead and get a welcome defensive item to start off rift. welcome to summoner's rift which is actually what this level is called so let's go get a nice health item over here i'm gonna get doran's shield first and all the pros out there watching me or My played lots of league of legends are probably thinking lol lol noob noob would you like this if you were a kid yeah, I think I totally would have liked it as a kid. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I think it has, it has to do with the fact that if you take grown Bill, completely remove critical apparatus, and stick in front of video game. I mean, I think I've always liked them more than you have, and maybe I've even liked oh, totally. different ones than you have. Like when the Nintendo came into the house, man, all I wanted to do was sit in front of that thing. I understood. It sure. was like a, a, the ancient cursed idol with its glowing ruby eyes calling to us. And it was only because my mother... Blow on my cartridge! Blow on my cartridge! <laughs> it's because my mother restricted us to X amount of hours a day after school or something like that. Dude, I never got as much video gaming as, as I could have wanted. Whatever the twitch that gives your brain, whatever that fucking NutraSweet shit sugar caffeine that's cramming into your eye hole if yeah. i play with my cat with a with a red laser pointer right that's like fucking months of fun and he just gets this twitched out methamphetamine look to his face and it never stops being fun and there's something about video games too it never stopped being fun and so if i could have had the condensed version of video games in a viewer experience, I would have taken that too because I had Nintendo really? Power magazine. Remember that thing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had that. You know, like just trying to get the home game. 
And and it had more to do with the fact that I think, you know, kids just play the game all around. The, there's no curb. They just play the thing all around the clock now. They get complete immersion. But in 1987, there was no total immersion. So I feel like, yeah, if this was around, it would have been part of the multimedia platform for sure. You're, you're explaining more clearly something I was getting at, like why this is popular is it's it's a way to experience the game to some extent while you can't actually experience it. It's an ersatz version of the game experience, right? Yeah. For you know what? Who, you know, for whatever reason, can't experience the full version. You how know? about this brain buster? There's a yeah. kid playing PlayStation while yes. on his laptop. Oh! The, the playthrough of the game he's playing is playing and he's not paying attention to it because he's playing the game. I guarantee well, that's Well, I could see that as once. a tutorial thing, right? Like, Well, no, but what if it isn't? What if he's just sort of keeping it out as a multi-screen? Look, I, people look at their fucking phones while they're watching Game yeah. of Thrones. And so it's, yeah. it winds up becoming the so-called multi-screen experience, the second screen experience. What was, the, so, what was the Onion article? Like Apple developing a device to look at as you transition from your laptop to your phone? <laughs> the headline's better than that, but you get the idea. I would not like this if I were a kid because, you know, video games were around when we were kids. I did not have a Nintendo system. When I would go to friends' houses and they had a Nintendo, I definitely wanted to play. But I made a very smart strategic decision when I was 13 years old and very good friends of my parents asked me for my bar mitzvah, what did I want, a CD player or a Nintendo? And I very wisely chose the CD player because I figured that would help me get in with girls better. And while it didn't, I still think I would have been even worse off if I'd gotten a Nintendo. To think about how far we've come in such a short period of time that, you know, gameplay has become part of the media diet, not just in the gameplay, but that we'd be watching content based on gameplay. What the heck? Not only, not only are we losing in easy battles, but we have people going backwards in my maze. This f fucking bullshit. Is this the sign of the apocalypse? Yes, it is. It totally is. <laughs> Absolutely is. Fucking play the game. You know, hours? I mean, one thing if it were five minutes. It would be one thing if the commentary was amusing. If it had that DVD uh, extra, DVD commentary quality of the behind-the-scenes Oh, you're watching a, you know, even watching a celebrity play the game, as much as I'm cynical about the worship of celebrities. A video game playthrough, whether with commentary or without, I think doesn't really add anything beyond playing the video game. And the fact that people devote all these hours and all this time to it, uh, I find to be really sad. And then we get back to a recurring theme of, you know, this this Arkham guy. I listened to his commentary on Arkham, which uh, Arkham Origins, I believe it was. And he's got 8 billion YouTube followers and he's given away copies of the game. And he's so poorly prepared and poorly informed and not really providing much in the way of viewer service or professionalism and you know my thing like anyone who is given that much attention with so little talent or so little effort you know this this shows the lowering of standards of our of our discourse we're fucked interesting i i would say that if it's a video game playthrough uh vis-a-vis -vis to give me some tutorial that's not at all weird if it's right. people just like watching the ice cream man drive around or the equivalent thereof it's something that is circuitous <laughs> that's a real hot game the good humor uh first person shooter like are these like corn fed kids with blank eyes like children of the corn like who's sitting there watching these things and who what value does right. scripted entertainment 
have anymore if it's in the same right. landscape as something right. that is just spontaneously recorded and is essentially like right. watching an oscilloscope for two right. hours. That's a good point. In some ways, we've come full circle, right? Like you go back to the early movies and the, the first copyrighted movie was called Fred Ott's Sneeze. And it was like a 10 second video of Fred Ott who worked in Edison's lab sneezing. It never because, got any better than that. Yeah, because, oh my God, it's we're seeing an actual guy sneezing and, and the audio matches up with the video and all that. I mean, you know, again, Idiocracy was right. The hottest movie of the future will be ass, and it'll be two hours just looking at a butt <laughs> farting. I like to do this uh, this sort of balcony area. I think, I th I think that's the best place. Yeah, I think should just, if you would have squat up there and just chill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's bad. We should get the Easter egg. I want to, like, well. get up the stairs. Yeah, yes, get how does it take to do the Easter Oh, I'm down. Yo. Not long as well. Sorry, Andrew. Still squat over and get him. Don't worry, I've got Andrew. I've got Andrew. All right, so is our dislike or hatred or cynicism of video game playthroughs, is that is that rooted in jealousy? Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> the fact that this, these people start a video, a, a fucking YouTube channel, which I have one, they accrue in subscribers what I have lifetime over the course of an afternoon is preposterous. And the fact is that any attempt that I've made to curate narrative content that is at least homegrown and my own personal fingerprint on the type of storytelling I want to do, that form of storytelling is dead. It's only available to me and my friends or someone who charitably watch what I would put up. And to think that you have kids who are just capturing, you know, they're just twitching their game stuff live or they're putting it on YouTube and capturing it, you know, without any work to it. You're just capturing it and reaping the profits. I don't, maybe I don't mean literal profits because they're literally, uh, yeah, they're, they're, there might be a prohibition against the, the, YouTube earning. The, but regardless, the fact the is. The ego that, profits. Let's yeah, be all of a sudden you become some fucking big deal because you're YouTube. It is real. That's like people get jobs based on yep. followers. And it's like, yep. you know, this, you can boast a gigantic YouTube account. That's actual real currency. And yet somebody actually says, well, the reality is, is this is the only thing that matters these days. This is the only way to quantify someone's I, popularity. I, I, I've said this a lot. Like I, I, I put a lot of effort into my work and my entertainment. And it, it, it fills me with the rage of a thousand burning hot suns to see people who put in a small fraction of the effort and get a lot more attention. I mean, that Arkham Origins thing drove me up the wall. You know, his Batman stuff is being viewed with a lot more interest than any any of the Batman stuff I did. And then, then anyone who read my thesis in college, which was all about Batman. You can find past episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to yes. us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us at Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Visit I Don't Get It Podcast.com. Go to iTunes and give us a podcast review. Yeah, come on. Give us a review. I had a conversation last night. I'm not going to name names, but she knows who she is. And she claims she's listened to every episode and she enjoys it very much. And she had some constructive criticism. And I said, please leave a comment. Tweet at us. She does use Twitter. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do that. So, come on, do it. Don't be lame I, like I, a certain I think I, I think I know what you're woman. talking about, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I am personally at William Scurry on Twitter. My YouTube channel where you can see my game playthroughs is <laughs> AM Caesar. Uh, Mr. Noah Tarno will tell you where he's at. Uh, at Noah Tarno, I am currently, as of this recording, I have uh, sung 279 karaoke songs this year, uh, shooting for 400 by the end of 2017. And uh, for everyone I sing, I'm giving a dollar away to the American Civil Liberties Union because I might as well turn my addiction into something vaguely useful. And then, of course, uh, you can also find me 
uh, at bigquizthing.com, at bigquizthing, uh, trivia events for corporate and private parties uh, nationwide, happening like uh, gangbusters these days. It's been a good year for us, so uh, come join the fun, uh, bigquizthing.com, at bigquizthing, we tweet uh, trivia pretty much every day, and Monday, uh, every day we... Um, Every week, rather, we've started a trivia quiz email. You can sign up for that at bigquizthing.com and, and get a quartet of our finest questions on a weekly basis right in your inbox. Until next time, I assure you, no one gets this. Not just no us. No one gets it. No one gets it. Nobody gets it. Goodbye. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2017.